Hey, this is Find Out, a podcast for student-aged girls. We are going to be answering heavy questions students from Central Church have asked. Our goal is to unpack these questions, looking to scripture to guide us. Know that our heart is to always point you back to the Lord. Hello, everyone. It's Abby. And Kathleen. (laughs) And we're here with another episode for you today. Um, Today's episode is about, answers the question, is it okay to have non-Christian friends? So that's what we'll look at. But before we get into it, you guys know me and Kathleen, and you know that we do a little soft opening that we think is hilarious. Hopefully you guys, hopefully you guys enjoyed as much as we do. Um, today I have a question for you, Kathleen. Are you ready for it? I guess so. Okay. <laughs> if. <laughs> Can't even get through the question. <laughs> I know. I got one word in. Okay. If you could shrink an animal down to fit in your pocket to carry around with you during the day, what animal would it be and why? My answer, elephant. Elephant. Why? First thing that came to my mind. <laughs> Did you pick like the biggest animal you could think I of? I think so. Like how funny would that be if you just had an elephant in your pocket elephant. and then it could like come up and be like... And then you could always say, let's address the elephant in the room. (laughs) And I think I would just like really appreciate that. That's so So. good. That was really Hmm. well thought through for just having (laughs) asked you this question. Guys, we come up with the soft openings like as we sit down to record. (laughs) Like I said, Abby, are you okay to do the soft opening? She said, yep. Then we started. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, well, actually, I got this question from Google, but okay. I like it. Wait, so what's your answer, Abby? Oh, you know, I was just thinking as you were answering that I did not think of an answer. <laughs> uh, my answer I is that I have I think it would be fun them. to have, like, a tiny whale or something, Aww. but then I thought, that can't be in my pocket. It's going to die. It can't. Well, it needs water. You know, I guess whales are mammals, so they do, because well, they have to surface, right, they to do. get air, but why do they live in water? Would... Would whales be better <laughs> off on land if we could feed them? Because then I they would always so. have air. I think so. And I think we should <laughs> we should start a movement called Beach the Whales. <laughs> oh, man. Bring yeah. them on land to live better That's lives. That's what we'll be promoting. No, if, if any of you out there listening are scientists, please tell us, would whales do better on land <laughs> if they could be taken care of? Because I know that like the no legs and no arms thing would be a problem. Yeah. But like, could they breathe better if they but, lived like, on land? Maybe like pigs, you just set them in mud so they can still squirm and get their food. Would whales so we develop set whales <laughs> in the mud with the pigs? <laughs> would whales develop legs? Through adaptation to survive on land. I think that would take I a long time. I think this is an experiment we should start. People in 3051 listening to this, you're welcome. Yeah, when you guys find this podcast and realize that Kathleen and I are geniuses, <laughs> <laughs> let us know what you find. Or we'll just, we'll see you. We'll know. We'll, we'll know, know from the above heavens. <laughs> we will. We'll be looking down on you proud. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so today, as Abby mentioned, we are talking about, is it okay to have non-Christian friends? And I know for me personally, I definitely asked this question growing up and even sometimes today, it's like, 
oh, like, should I be associating with this person who doesn't necessarily have the same beliefs, values, or morals as me? And so it can be a little different or like difficult to navigate this. Um, and I, I was telling Abby before we began, uh, like my parents drilled it into my brain of like, you are who you hang out with. Like you start becoming that person. And so kind of, I think maybe subconsciously, cause this is not what they were trying to do. I was always like afraid to hang out with people who weren't Christians. Cause I was like, what if they change who I am? Or like I start becoming like them. And so I was always really aware of this growing up. Um, and so we'll look a little bit of, you know, what the scripture and Jesus commands us to do in this situation of having non-Christian acquaintances and friends. Um, and so we'll start taking a look at that. Yeah. Um, Kathleen, I've asked myself the same question growing up. Like I had a best friend for a while who was of a different religion. Um, she was Hindu. Mm-hmm. And so like her family life looked really different than mine, but um, she was a really nice girl or she mm-hmm. is a really nice girl. And um, I think like having that relationship mm-hmm. with her just taught me to realize like, I don't know, um, just it gave me this perspective of like, wow, there are really good people out there who just don't know the Lord. Like there are mm-hmm. so many people following different religions or that have different beliefs or that haven't heard mm-hmm. of the Lord that are what we would consider good people um, that we can know and love as friends um, that just need to hear Jesus. So that's kind of my experience with this question. But we are going to see in the word that we're called to evangelize as Christians. And so like Kathleen was talking about, you know, it's hard to find that balance between like, hanging out with your Christian friends, um, but then also balancing this command to evangelize. Um, I was reading this book earlier this week, and <laughs> Kathleen's smiling. I was reading this book earlier this week, and it's called um, Life Together mm-hmm. by Bonhoeffer. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. <laughs> I will tell you guys, I'm literally on page, literally like three, I think, <laughs> like page two or three of this book. But it starts off by talking about how blessed we are to live in community as Christians, especially with our church in the United States. Um, or just if you're a part of a church where you can have good community. But it also talks about, like, if Jesus hadn't left the devout people to reach the sinners, like, who would have been saved? I think it's a quote. It's 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 quoted from, like, Luther or something. I don't know. I'm not going to do it justice. <laughs> but <laughs> the gist of it is, like, if, if Jesus hadn't left to go talk to mm-hmm. the unrighteous people and the sinners, then, I mean, the gospel wouldn't have gotten anywhere. So I think we have to balance that call to evangelize. Um, and so Matthew eleven nineteen, it tells us that Jesus is a friend of tax collectors and sinners. So let's read that verse. Verse 19 says, the son of man, meaning Jesus, came eating and drinking. And they say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. This verse is telling us that like Jesus came, he ate with tax collectors and sinners. They're other people are looking at him and they're saying like, look at this man, look at who he's hanging out with. Like he is these things because he is hanging out with these people or he must do these things because he hangs out with these people. But the very last sentence of this says, yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. And I think that just goes to show that like Jesus in his wisdom, he, or like in his actions, he was showing love to these people and he was being a light to them. Like Mm -hmm. he was, um, he wasn't participating in what they were doing. He was just seeking to love them where they were. And so that's something that we'll talk about later on, but that's just what I wanted to bring forward to you guys is like this command to evangelize, to go out and be among the world, to be in the world. Um, you guys hear like the phrase be in the world, but not of it. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the thing that's, that we're talking about here. Like we have to 
bring the gospel to a lost world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like how you highlighted, like, how would, you know, Bonhoeffer was talking about this idea of how would have, like, how would Jesus lead these people to repentance if he wasn't among the non-devout? Like, the righteous didn't need righteousness. It was the unrighteous who needed righteousness. And so he went to evangelize to them. Um, And we also wanted to highlight this commandment to flee from bad influences. Um, So it's still kind of going along the lines of it's okay to, as Abby just said, be in the world, but not of it, but to just be aware of, you know, if you were in the world, are your friends influencing you in negative ways? Are you starting to compromise yourself as a Christian and your um, what we are commanded as Christians to do among those people? Because if we are, then we become ineffective. Mm-hmm. And I think it might be a few Sundays ago, it was this past Sunday, we talked about being the salt and light of earth and that commandment we have from Christ. And that's to look different um, than darkness, to look different from unsaltiness so that we can be different amongst sinners and unbelievers. We'll highlight uh, two verses here for you. First off, 1 Corinthians 15.33, which says, Bad company ruins good morals. This sentence is situated in a passage of scripture where we are talking about Jesus being, uh, he died and was resurrected. And that resurrection is good for us as believers because we also are dead in our sin, but called to a new life with Christ. And so this is kind of a warning here from Paul to not not be compromised as sinners because we are to die to our flesh every single day um, and to be aware of the company we're around because we have these quote unquote good morals through Jesus, right? We have these commandments, but we should be aware of our company to not let them ruin our morals and um, the sphere of influence and the aroma we have for unbelievers. Because if we look like the world, how will people know that we're different, right? Um, secondly, Proverbs thirteen twenty says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. This verse might sound a little tricky, but I mean, it is, it's true. Like if we are wise and as, um, Abby was stating in Matthew eleven nineteen, wisdom is what you do, not who you are around. And so if we are wise, we're going to become wise. But if we allow ourselves to be compromised and companions of fools, we'll be led to suffer harm. Um, and who knows what that necessarily looks like, but that's, you know, whether someone isn't led to repentance because we aren't being good examples or good Christ followers, um, or just us being condemned in our sin to, uh, conforming to the world, not the image of Christ. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And I think like, as we look at these two commands, so our command to evangelize and our command to flee from bad influences, Um, We have to think about, like, how do we balance these two commands that seem so contradictory? Like, how am I supposed to evangelize in this lost world if I'm not supposed to be among people who are going to influence me poorly? And I read this article by John Piper. You guys, his website is so super helpful. We we are all over um, reading all kinds (laughs) of articles to prepare for even, like, just these podcasts, but also just, like, questions Mm -hmm. I have personally. So it's a great resource. But this... 
Um, he poses these two questions for how to set boundaries with our non-Christian friends. So the article, if you guys are interested, it's called Boundaries for Non-Christian Friendships, and you can just find it on his website, Desiring God. But it gives us two helpful ways to tell if your non-Christian friendship is glorifying to the Lord. So the first question that you can ask yourself is, who is transforming whom? Meaning, who is being influenced? So are you building up the other person? Are you showing them attributes of the Lord? Are you being that salt and light to them? Or is the other person bringing you down? Are you kind of clinging to what they're doing? Are you kind of straying into whatever they're doing um, instead of leading them into the light? Are you being led into the dark? And then the second question is, are you loving or conforming? Meaning that when you hang out with these people, are you enjoying like a break from Christianity kind of? Um, Are you like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with my non-Christian friends for a little while to kind of get a break from my own morals? Or are you seeking to love them where they're at? So are you seeking to go to them where they are and then love them out of that place and lead them out of that place or show them like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example of this. Like maybe your friends, um, maybe your friends like to go participate in things that you don't really like to. And so you try to find some common ground or you try Mm -hmm. to find something that you can bring them to. Like maybe you bring them to a a nice movie or like you go have dinner with them or something Mm -hmm. as opposed to maybe like a party that they would want to go to Mm -hmm. instead. Um, so that's, that's like a practical way that you can find to love people um, where they're at, but also not go to where they're at. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, that totally makes okay. sense. And like these two questions are really convicting for me. <laughs> when I read them, I was like, oh, <laughs> <"Ooh."> <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause they can really call you out of some friendships or yeah. to really like draw these boundaries in those friendships, but you're strong, struggling to love properly and love well. Um, so if you find yourself, if like you're asking yourself those two questions, who's transforming whom, or are you loving or conforming? Um, and it's showing you that you're, you're not necessarily glorifying the Lord in those friendships, then make a plan to set these boundaries and stick to them. Or if you can't, like maybe that's a call to start distancing yourself from those friendships because truly maybe distancing yourself would be loving them more because you aren't glorifying Christ in that relationship. So ask yourself these questions and evaluate, do I need to redraw my boundaries or do I need to step away? So what we want to do to kind of close the episode today is to leave you guys with a challenge to find more non-Christian friends to love and to influence. So identify, like right now, identify two specific people in your life who aren't believers and make a plan to get to know them and to begin a God-glorifying friendship or relationship with them. Um, I know that like Jesus was amongst the tax collectors and the sinners and he was eating with them. So maybe you plan a meal or maybe you just like go to the park or something. I don't know. Um, but I just think like removing ourselves from a bubble, like mm-hmm. a Christian bubble, I feel like we can get into sometimes where it's like awesome to have mm-hmm. Christian rela- cr- Christian friendships with people that build you up. Um, but we also have to balance these two commands of evangelism and then fleeing from bad mm-hmm. influences. So We would just encourage you guys to find that balance in your life. And one way that you can do it is by finding um, Mm -hmm. non-Christians or non-believers to hang out with and Mm -hmm. build God-glorifying relationships with and build relationships with them in the way that Jesus did with a heart to lead them to the Lord, to love them well, love them as Christ would have loved them. So that's what we want to challenge you guys to do. And um, we're praying for you guys. 
we're here for you if you need anything or if you need to talk, if you have more questions. Mm -hmm. But I think that's all we have for today. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry, Abby, you did that really well. (laughs) But I did. I was thinking as you were talking, like, just to reiterate the point of like when I was in college, I had a non-Christian friend who I would go and hang out with. Um, But sometimes like he would invite me to parties or like to go do things, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't go do those things because I knew that that would kind of basically ruin my reputation with him Mm. as a Christian. And like, it would compromise my morals. And I knew that was a boundary that like I shouldn't cross. And so our friendship consisted of going to get coffee or going to get lunch. Like it looked very different from what he saw in other friendships. And so, you know, as Abby was challenging you guys to go make God glorifying friendships, make sure that they are God glorifying. Like, I feel like that was the key term there and it may look different for them for like compared to their other friendships, but I think that's good. And that's being the salt and light. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I love that example Mm because I think like your relationship with that person may not look like it does with their other friends. Mm -mm. Um, you're exactly right. It could look like y'all going to get coffee or y'all or like go for a hike going to or the park. a walk yeah. or whatever you want to do. Or so. as maybe if they're other friends, they would be going to party or going to do something that um, you have to compromise your morals for. So that's a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sorry to interrupt your ending there. No, it's okay. It was really good, but I was just thinking of that. So it's okay. That was a really great example. So I'm glad you did. Yeah. yeah to let you guys in. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I have the last part of this. How am I going to wrap it up smoothly? Cause I'm always so awkward when we end these. I'm like, uh, uh okay. Um, <laughs> bye. And we have to do all kinds of editing magic. to get rid of it. <laughs> But she did really well. And so I didn't want her to feel like I was Aww. like, oh, Abby, you didn't do that. <laughs> Cause you. I just, that's not what happened. But Um, We love you guys. And if y'all need advice, like in this topic, and you're just like, I'm struggling to love this person well, or like, I need some ideas of like what we could do. Abby and I are here for that. And we'd love to just pray for you and pursuing these people. So yeah, we love Mm -hmm. y'all. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. (laughs)